Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Michael Waldron, the assistant curator in the Crawford Art Gallery, gave me a clue about a week ago about this week's Work of the Week, and it was just one word, maps. So when I went online to have a look and see what it was, yeah, he was true to his word, but I also felt that we were both being... (laughs) thrown in at the deep end. Michael, this week I think we're both jumping in at the deep end because there is, I don't know how deep the sea is around Kinsale, but if you're looking at it from a map, you might get a good idea. And I absolutely love maps. You were just saying there a while ago that you have a great interest in them. And I remember when myself and Elmarie were going out first, she bought me a present for Christmas. And it was a map of Cork done about 400 years ago. And I found it fascinating. It was more a work of art than it was an actual guide to the coastline of Cork because it bore no resemblance whatsoever. Because obviously in those days, mapping, you couldn't see anything from the air. So... (laughs) But this one, this is a map of Kinsale done by an artist, David Lilburn. He uses maps a lot as a way of describing not just a place, but its history. So there's a lot in this. There really is. And my own love of maps stretches way back as well. I even worked on a project a few years ago called Deep Maps, which looked at the West Cork coastline. It's really interesting that this work of the week is, is a map of sorts, but of course, First and foremost, it's an artwork. And I don't think we could ever be guided by this map, as you say. (laughs) And yet it is a a form of mapping or cartography, but it takes various different perspectives. So it kind of changes our thinking on what a map could be. But you're you're quite right. It's by David Lilburn. It's called Kinsale Revisited. Yes, very revisited. I didn't recognise it at first, but then you start to recognise a few features around it. You really do. So I suppose if you you always want to get your bearing, whether yeah. <laughs> whether you have a map or not, you can you can kind of quite quickly get your bearings in this image if we're looking for something recognisable to conjure up a picture in people's imagination. Yeah, it is a monochrome image. We really only have black and white, yep. you know, touches of grey and some red lettering. For all the world, it's monochrome. And it's only about 60 centimetres wide, so wow. two feet. It looks bigger. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. 49 centimetres high. So it's, it's not very large. 
So we have this monochrome print and just at the top and, and, and right of centre, we have this very kind of jagged star shape. And if we think of star shapes in Kinsale, yep. our minds go straight to, to Charles Fort. Yeah, a star shaped exactly. fort. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Then the, the, the top of the map is that or top of the image is that star shape. And then a kind of a curve brings us around left into Summer Cove. And if we follow that curve around, we mm. come to the Spaniard. And then there are various cranes and so on on what would be the foreshore. And then we come into the town of Kinsale itself. But it's not a flat map. It's not, we're not looking flat down on the rooftops. In some cases, we're seeing things side on. Yeah. So our perspective, almost like cubism, our perspective is always shifting our viewpoint is always changing. And I suppose it might also be our time perspective could be changing. Mm, can mm. go down into history through it. It also looks like, you know, remember those cave drawings? First ventures into art by man. Little symbols and drawings and approximations of animals and representations on the inside of a cave. There's little symbols like that dotted here and there as well. I think... I think you're right. There's a real kind of, in some cases, quite a simplicity in the forms that are used. Yeah. So let's say almost right in the middle, we have these small, narrow shapes that we instantly will read as boats. Yeah. As if we're seeing them from directly above. And in other cases, side on, so like a triangle or a, for a sail. Yeah. In some cases, very, very simple forms. And also that we might be able to pick out figures of, of people or moorings. And so they're very, very simple shapes. And then there are the kind of the more complex ones as well, just such as the cranes and, and we get into the star fort and everything. It looks like David had a bit of fun working on this. It's not the first time he's done this kind of thing, though, is it? No, I, I, it's, it's quite interesting, the context for this work. So it dates to 2000, so it's 20 years old. And it was part of a project that the artist was commissioned to make 20 years ago for the Expo 2000 in Hanover. Mm-hmm. And so he was in the Irish Pavilion. So his very large-scale commission was called Coastline, and it took the theme of the Irish coast. And and so this is sort of work that's derived from that. Yeah, yeah. What's really interesting is the artist, David Littleburn, he trained originally as a historian in Trinity. Ah. And so his interest in mapping and memory, identity, history, they're all kind of bound up in, I suppose, a, a long-held interest. And so the coast represents something, I think, quite special for him. And he has kind of very particular thoughts about what the coast represents. So what does the coast represent, according to uh-huh. David Lilburn? <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose I, I, I'll, I'll quote him because he says yeah. it's much better than I ever could. He says, you know, the porous membrane of the southern edge of the island of Ireland yeah. is continually traversed with arrivals and departures, military, commercial, criminal, or cultural. Oh, I love that. Isn't it gorgeous? Yeah. (laughs) It brings together quite a lot of different ideas. And then he says that it is a sort of a vital threshold of contact with continental Europe and beyond. So the coast is a point of contact with the the wider world. It's a border in some ways. It's funny, and it kind of identifies us as well, our sense of, you know, A, commerce, you know, 
We're European, but we're on the edge of Europe. We're international, but we're still on the edge of a huge continent. Fota alone transported tens of thousands to to Australia, the other side of the world, to the Caribbean. Naval influence on this side as well. I mean, practically the, the British Empire passed our doors at some stage or other. And also, as you say, cultural as well. All of those elements have, I suppose, influenced what we would become. A country who had one language and then has many languages now and many faces, many ways of looking. Very much so. And I think as well, I suppose the culture is 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 formed through these sorts of influences, but also because we're an island, and island people have their own very strong sense of identity. When we think of our history, but we think maybe of our coastal history, it shows where we are connected or disconnected. That's kind of the meeting point, isn't it? Before our aeroplane, we met people, mm-hmm. you know, on the doorstep, as it were. Yeah. The artist is very kind of, aware of the potential for these maps. This is just one example of his work. There are many, many other very fine examples, not just based in Kinsale. So it's a really interesting perspective. And the techniques he uses as well, this is a dry point print, so it has a very particular aesthetic, very particular look. What's a dry point print? Well, a dry point print is, for all the world, it's like an engraving. So if you can imagine, to make one, you have to incise your design onto a plate, a metal plate, and and perhaps copper or something like that. But instead of using an engraver's tool, which would be called a burin, you use a needle and all of the stuff that scrapes out of the, the line you're making, you leave it there. You don't scrape it away. So that carries, when you ink it up, that carries more ink. And when when you have printed, your lines look kind of quite thick or dense. Yeah. But they're quite soft as well, as if they're kind of slightly out of focus or blurry. It's like a painterly approach to, to printmaking. Yeah, and to, to me it looks more like he was using charcoal or something like that, you know. I didn't realise it was actually already etched into something else and that this is, I suppose, a mirror image of what was originally etched. A very good point, because you, you don't want to make, you know, all of your incisions and then realise you've done it the wrong way around. Yeah. <laughs> of course, your print will always be the reverse of what you what you incise on the plate. So <laughs> that, is a, that is a very good point. So don't confuse your east with your west or your north and your south. You only got all of them right. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. And if you're just wondering what it is, it very definitely tells us in red, it's the only bit of colour that's on it. On the top right-hand corner is Kinsale almost as if it was just stamped on it, like you'd see on the side of a big wooden box coming from another country. But this is a bird's eye view of Kinsale as could be seen today or hundreds of years ago. It's not topographical, it's historical, it's artistic, and it's extremely expressive. I don't know what kind of image people have in their mind's eye, but before we go, you got a correspondence from one of our listeners saying that she loves tuning in on a Sunday morning. She wishes she would be able to paint it from our description and see if she'd actually matched up with what we're talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, isn't that the ultimate challenge? (laughs) Can people draw or sketch or paint what we're describing. <laughs> so we, we better get describing even better than normal. Yeah, it's lovely to get positive feedback. I certainly have heard very warm things about this series. So thank you very much, Connor. 
Well, I think we should thank the artists because they've made, through the definition of their own work, our job an awful lot easier. And your job, which is the best job of all, is getting to select a work from the Crawfords collection. And this week's selection from the collection is Kinsale Revisited, dating from 2000. And it's a dry point print by David Lilburn. And I would gladly have one of those on my wall. I could spend all day long looking at it. But anyone who's listening, if they want to have a look at it, just go to crawfordartgallery.ie forward slash work of the week and they can have a good look there. There's plenty to look at. Again, Michael, thanks a million. Thanks a million, Connor.